0: Hey there, Sleepy Hollow fans. Welcome back to After Buzz TV Sleepy Hollow After Show. We're here to talk about the sins of the father. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Joining me tonight, Jackie Borowski. Holla. Uh, you can follow me at Wilson on Twitter, Instagram, all those places. Tweet me throughout the week, throughout the show. Jackie, where can everyone find you?
2: At 123Jackie underscore B.
0: All right. Super quick intro. Let's dive into it. Yay. Um, Yeah. As I said, sins of the father. Uh episode 312. Uh we're we're getting uh, deep a further for a little deeper into this season.
2: I actually this I think was my favorite episode for this season so far. Yeah. because I felt like this in, it's funny because in the last episode, I just talked about how I was like, oh, there's not much going on, there's not much going on. And then this episode was like dropping bombs of stuff going on.
0: That's true. This episode, you know, I haven't, I've barely had time to, to process it right i felt point. like
2: they opened tons of doors to a whole bunch of mysteries that were very interesting to me so i was super excited by this episode um for the promise it it showed me as far as like next episode
0: yeah um yeah because i i just watched it i didn't watch it friday I, didn't, I i've been super busy so i just watched it right before we came in here and yeah this episode is just full of stuff this is this is good tv yes. because like we got a monster of the week that was well designed it was built f- not just from random monster being thrown at us but from like, deeper character stuff going on. Right! Um, It it linked to the
2: overall story. Yeah,
0: it was was linked to our characters that we've had since season one. It was built around new characters that we got this year, Mm. and also managed to give us little things, little pieces of, like, these new storylines, like Papa Mills, which we'll get into. And we'll get into August Corbin. Again, two father roles being played against each other, that's the kind of parallel you want to see. Um, and, like, we, we, we only had to deal with Pandora and her super misogynistic uh, boyfriend, the Chosen One, for one scene.
2: What's Great. so funny <laughs> is when that episode opened, I was like, oh, he's, like, laying in bed asleep, which is pretty much what I figure he does all the time. Yeah. So we have this scene where he essentially does nothing, and then we move on to all the interesting stuff. And I'm like, look, Sleepy Hollow holds its own without this character. Like it has so many other interesting things going it on. Has, it doesn't need this character. It
0: has so much to do without the the chosen one. Maybe he's just maybe like he's you know he's getting he's a little cranky. He's like I'll give you a little bit of power and she's just like no. I wanted more cuz like I gave you all of my power. Screw you, chosen one. I know
2: we are really I mean we're they are Basically, un unvi- like there, it's an, it's a non veiled attempt at setting it up for setting Pandora up to betray him because yeah, she clearly well, does not want to be in this position anymore.
0: Exactly, and like what we've been, co- we've been talking about this for that for like six episodes right. at this point, because like we uh, it's, know
2: it's starting to get too much. Like whiny Jeremy sitting on the floor, like um, that's Whoa. what that character's name: Jeremy, Henry, Harry, their kid. H-
0: which oh, Henry,
2: Henry. Wasn't his name Jeremy at some I point? I don't even. I don't remember. remember at this point. Henry Ichabod's kid. He, one basically. of his
0: names was one Henry. Of, yes.
2: So this is like it's gotten to the point with like Henry sitting on the floor with nothing to do, where you feel like okay, I'm I know this is a good actor, and it's the same thing with the guy who plays the hidden one. You're like, I know this is a good actor, but like what they're writing for him makes me not like this character because it's useless.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like I felt similar like eventually i felt similarly about katrina is like there's a lot of good stuff there but it's just not coming through um
2: well when you when you just have a character that's sitting around doing nothing i mean you basically are starting to have the plot of like a a children's like cartoon where the evil person's just like muahaha i will get them muahaha i'm gonna sit here and twiddle my thumbs muahaha you
0: wish you could be my equal and right? as i suffer so shall you
2: like, dude she's
0: helping you out like stop it i mean maybe he just got out of, maybe he's just not getting a good night's sleep is the end of the day, and that's my transition to tell you guys about our sponsor for tonight's episode, <laughs> um, which is Casper Mattresses. Um, guys, I mean, we can't bring you this content for free every week without our sponsors. So thank you. We're just gonna take a moment to tell you about them because it's a fantastic way to help support us at the network. Because we, as I said, we bring this to you for free every week you can get us on itunes you can find us on youtube you can find us on soundcloud all those places completely free of charge you get this and over a hundred other weekly shows here at AfterBuzz or our partner networks popcorn talk bhl uh book circle online all of that brought to you completely free and so part of the way that you that it is through our sponsors another way to tell you about casper mattresses which clearly the chosen one is not using yes because it, casper mattresses are changing in industry and that's not easy but we're seeing it more and more uh you see with apps and startups uh, like we're not using taxes anymore we get a lift um and with casper mattresses are not the same anymore either um these guys are turning it into a commission-driven mattress showroom on its head. Like, that's out the door. Um, now, it's not just me that talk can talk about Casper all day. It's one of the most awarded mattresses this decade. Um, and 2015 was named one of Time Magazine's most Best Inventions. Casper mattress is the perfect mattress for all sleepers it's engineered for supportive comfort that guarantees a great night's sleep just like their new sheets and pillow their unique pillow and pillow design it's in pillow inception guys uh it's the perfect ratio of squish to support
2: i like that yeah squish squish to to support support. the
0: perfect ratio of squish to support yeah because you want
2: a squishy pillow but you want one that doesn't make your head hit the mattress
0: yeah it's not the kind of support that the chosen one is giving to pandora um and ca- the best part is casper mattress ships its mattresses free in a surprisingly small box that it just like comes out of because it's built with pieces of memory foam and other pieces of technology the, and it, like, all unfolds, new it's, it's all new mattress stuff yeah and you can try it in your home for 100 days completely free of charge and then you can uh, return it risk free if you don't love it they will refund you for everything that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, that it's is like a pretty good like three solid months of trying it out. Um, so for a guaranteed great night's sleep, choose the leader in mattress revolution, Casper. Uh, try it in your own home. And then, so the way the best way to do that, you go to Casper.com and use the code AfterBuzzTV because that'll get you 50 bucks off. 50 bucks. That's a good deal. That's a pretty... A, right there all you got to do is go to casper.com and type in the promo code after tv it's all over the screen you can see AfterBuzz everywhere it's on it's on this little mic cube right there after buzz tv you can just go type that into at casper.com and you get 50 dollars off your mattress um terms and conditions may apply <laughs> um all right so let's let's get back into this episode the chosen one's all cranky um which again we didn't have to deal with Yes. For very long. Yes. Um, I'm so for grateful it. for that. I mean, yeah.
2: it, it would be different again if they had given him some sort of, like, like, really interesting thing to do, or we knew he was, like, plotting something. It's even worse than Henry, in a way, because Henry at least seemed, like, to be putting things into place. He just literally seems to be, like, releasing Monster of the Week because he's like, my, it's for those of you who watch sailor moon he's like queen barrel he's like i'm releasing this bad person to like help my power and i'm releasing this to help my power it's like oh this is so one-sided it's so one-dimensional it doesn't belong on sleepy hollow yeah i
0: mean he's a device at this point like uh, maybe we're building somewhere like that um but i don't know uh he did technically unleash this week's monster on us, but that was almost like an excuse to involve him right? in what otherwise would have just been a, a, a cool story. A cool episode, yeah. Yeah, so I choose to almost <laughs> just ignore the fact that he was technically, right. that he, like... Because he unleashed it, but then it was, like, it turned out to be a monster that, like, you know Nevins happened yeah, to... Yeah, you know what's
2: funny is I didn't, like, watching this episode, I have, I'm so, like, shut off to the in one. I didn't realize until one of the characters, I think it was Abby or Ichabod, who, like, mentions, so, like... Or maybe it was Nevins who said who said, Oh, the you know, the hidden one released released this. And I was like, Oh, he did? Like, I yeah. was like, that's how much I was like, oh, I just figured he, I just figured it, initially when I was watching the episode, I just figured it had to do with them finding the urn and it was immediately released. And so it wasn't until there was like an afterthought, like comment by one of the characters that i'm like oh it vaguely connects to the hidden one whatever moving that aside
0: <laughs> yeah i mean basically he said um i have to unleash these monsters one at a time and that was supposed to be our cue oh. that he unleashed this one but it was so vague like it didn't really and it didn't need it right um but you got to tie that in because that's like our arcing right. story for this this half of the season um so what we what we got was the return of Atticus Nevins,
2: which I think um, I think that was interesting in in the respect that we have had these little inklings drop that maybe Corbin isn't who we think he is, or wasn't who we I'm sorry wasn't because he's dead even though he's probably at Purgatory Prom having a blast. Um, we get these little inklings that Corbin isn't who we thought he was. And now we had this scene where Nevins was like, oh, he was a total Boy Scout. And it almost made me feel better because I was like, I really liked Corbin and I don't want him to be evil. So I don't (laughs) want his memory to be marred. It's so funny because I I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel really tied to that character character even though we saw him in like one scene basically or a scene or two at the beginning of the season 1 yeah
0: it was in the pilot yeah. and like i think he might have shown up in like two flashbacks season 1
2: and i think and that that's i mean it's it's also a testament to the, all of the actors who play people that knew corbin like um you know, you have Abby New Corbin, Jenny New Corbin. Of course, we have uh, Corbin's son.
0: He raised half of this town, yes. basically. Like so, he was the only dad around. So
2: it, it's good that they they play that reference to him with with such a reverence, and the script is written in such a way that um, that you really feel like this character is still like a part of their lives. That. I have become really invested in his legacy, just like the characters have become invested in his legacy. And so when people are like, oh, he might be bad, when you kind of got that idea he's dealing with Nevins and like, what's that? That's so, like, Nevins seems pretty screwed up. And then Nevins comes out and basically says he was a Boy Scout. You're kind of like, okay, okay, August Corbin was a good guy. He was a good guy (laughs) overall, you know. His master plan was good. But um, I thought it was interesting, though, that Nevins was able to trick our team into getting corbin's files like that really bugged me like i thought our team was better than that
0: yeah not to mention like that wasn't that crazy of a hiding place for corbin like we've seen him have way more elaborate hiding places back in season one right like he was like cabinets within cabinets within cabinets like not just like a false bottom on a drawer which i think like jenny at most uh, just jenny would have been like yeah you check the Bottom, like, because right? that's the first thing you do when you hide things is you create a false bottom. Um, but like, he would have like wood panels that didn't even look like there was a panel, and then it popped out and there was stuff there. So yeah, uh, this or really, secret cabins, right?
2: This this really did, yeah, secret cabins. That was awesome. <laughs> I missed the secret cabin, even though I do want to devote an entire like like a minute to talking about how fabulous like abby's house is and we had a fan tweet it tweet at me that said um how is abby able to afford this like ginormous yeah, this. house and the fbi salary and i was like it's because everybody in sleepy hollow is dying so the mortality rate is so high they're just empty beautiful houses
0: yeah the property values went are going way right. down exactly when there, when there are that many murders yeah (laughs) yeah
2: you can have a great house with a big backyard with a big barn that you can draw symbols in duh
0: especially like let's be clear unsolved murders yes (laughs) like most of these things do not get wrapped up yes we caught the killer he's in jail or dead uh no it's well there's the, the serial killings have stopped so moving on uh, right? <laughs> um that's what i would love a show about like the people like are, that are like witnessing all this all this yes. stuff all these murders yes. and like no one's explaining right
2: that moment where you have a townsperson who's like i'm kind of scared about what's going on just
0: like one day like sleepy hollow town hall where uh, someone stands up i have a question um <laughs> There are approximately 30 murders that have yet to be solved, many of them multiple murders happening with the same style. Can we get an explanation to what's happening? (laughs) Do we need to evacuate? Is this an epidemic? (laughs) Because at this point, it's been going on for three years.
2: It's very disconcerting. Yeah,
0: don't live in Sleepy Hollow. No.
2: And the question is, I mean, uh, again, I'm not saying that like the FBI pays a bad salary, but you have to think Abby is taking care of herself and Ichabod. So. Yeah. So and she's got to change clothes a lot because she gets blood in a lot of her clothes, and I'm sure yeah. that's not easy to wash out. And she has some really nice outfits.
0: Maybe she just has really good dry cleaners. <laughs> that's
2: true. The Sleepy Hollow <laughs> dry cleaners is like, yeah, bring it to me. Or maybe I that, know. Maybe I know it's just up. like
0: a spell that Ichabod found, like to get blood out, just chant these Wiccan verses three times. <laughs> All the blood goes to another dimension. And then
2: you wonder, like, I'm like, why doesn't Abby just say to Jen Why isn't there just a scene where Abby says to Jenny and Joe, hey, like, I have this big house. Maybe you guys could come and live in it, too, because you're living in, like, a trailer at the edge of town.
0: Yeah, they probably wouldn't want to, though. I know. Plus, like.
2: I want that to happen. I want that gesture to be made.
0: <laughs> Plus, like, you got a nice house, like, with, now you're going to have four people living there
2: that's true but like what if it's a four bedroom we don't know how many bedrooms there are there
0: i mean that'd be a little nuts if abby bought a four bedroom house two i I could see like or three like bedroom guest room office
2: but with a yard that big wouldn't you think it has to be at least four bedrooms maybe because that's what i was thinking like if it was you know two bedrooms are usually like a townhouse or a condo they're not usually i don't know maybe it's different in New York.
0: Yeah. You know. No, I mean, I grew up right near Sleepy Hollow, like, two towns over. Yeah, so you like, should
2: know. How many two-bedroom houses are there in Sleepy Hollow? I mean, it's Hollow? a pretty,
0: like, suburban neighborhood. Like, yeah, there would be plenty of four-bedroom family houses. But...
2: That was my assessment. Yeah. I, I, I just read that house with, like, how big the kitchen was and everything. I was like, that's a four-bedroom house.
0: Plus, like, do boys. you really want your sister moving in? And then she's, like, hooking up with her boyfriend, who's, like, your pseudo-brother. I have
2: a sister, and if she needed an extra space, I would let her move into my four-bedroom house.
0: Yeah. But Jenny would never ask. She would never say that she needs
2: That's true, but I mean, I think Abby's the kind of person who would say, I like this, like, very long hypothetical house situation. (laughs)
0: All right, we should get back on uh, task. That was just a fun aside. Um, But let's let's talk about the scarab. Um, This is a cool monster.
2: I also, okay, so that moment towards the end when it's revealed, like, that the scarab is inside Nevins and it's, like, coming out, I was like, no, no, yuck ew that was so terrifying to me the the way they did that it was so well done in a way that i was totally grossed out just totally grossed out watching that
0: the the thing crawling the thing
2: crawling out of his body like and it's like poking through his skin and he's like it's inside me and i'm like no gross
0: <laughs> um
2: it's almost Dude. the way it had to be, though. It's like, that would be the logical conclusion because a, they searched him, you Again, know?
0: good episode, because, yeah. like, yeah, we're grossed out by that. Yeah. Like, it's super weird.
2: And it's super well done, whereas, like, you do, like, our team is weirdly good enough to, like, search him and know that there's no scarab on him, but then, like, accidentally let him get a hold of Cordobin's files. I'm gonna let that go. I'm gonna let that go as a plot device thing, but um, I, I do think that... You know those little details. I love I love those little details. Like it's not just in his pocket; it's like inside of him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a it was a cool thing. I like that they're bringing in this like more Egyptian uh, myth- mythology, like or like, and or they were in Iraq.
2: They were it was in the
0: Gulf War. Yes. Um, I mean scarab. I guess just like to me is just Egyptian in nature. But I guess it. I guess it. It. it crosses over into other cultures i
2: feel like the there are quite a few people who think that the hidden one is um is the uh, raw Ra, the main egyptian god.
0: he's definitely like i think he's gonna be he's we're effectively supposed to take him as a conglomerate of like multiple versions of the same god from like different like he's Ra. he's uh i forget what the other ones that we were saying he would be like apollo, not apollo but like or he's Ra. he's hades mm-hmm. he's um yeah he's that he's satan like he's the god of the underworld whatever religion that is he is so that, it makes that sense that if god. they were
2: in the middle east like i guess they would find that would find this urn that had been maybe moved around or something yeah um
0: yeah i i guess it could yeah it could have traveled um
2: and but, yeah. I, like, I like this this idea that um, you have—Corbin has this rich backstory that, like, back to the point that he was his—Joe's age now, um, that he had been dealing in the occult. So we kind of learn just how well-knowledged he is about it, which I feel will were he was about it, which I feel will come up later.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing, like—well— we're not going to see much more of Nevins. But, uh, like, we could see the result of his, like, network.
2: I liked that end scene, too, where it's, like, Nevins... You you think, okay, like, Nevins is in Kahoot with this guy who is Reynold, like in charge of Reynolds. And then he hands over this information. And the guy, like, cold-bloodedly shoots him. And you're like, oh, crap. Like, that, to me, was a game changer. Because, because you're like, now this guy is way shady we know the guy who is um what's his, this character's name um jack walters yeah the guy who is um reynolds boss yeah he's his boss That's. Kind of, he I somehow
0: like, supervises him we yeah. don't know what his position is there's a bunch of uh, chatter in the in the in the chat roll um that what if he is a hessian
2: Oh, I would, I would love that. Yes.
0: I would be an awesome way cuz like that was the huge thing in yes. season 1 like that we've just completely forgotten yes. about is that the Hessians were a major force in American like whatever like history and whatever's going on yeah and because like we're dealing with ichabod and the revolutionary war and the hessians were there like that was the perfect way to like tie the two together
2: i like it too because they had set up that the hessians as this like secret occult thing kind of um and I like that it's, like, we deal so much with the occult in Sleepy Hollow. It makes sense to have that kind of through line. Like, yeah. why else would this guy be doing it unless he was part of this, like, secret organization?
0: Yeah, it would be great. And it would explain what's going on. What Like, if that's true, like, would it then say that Reynolds might be right. a Hessian? That would that be that f-
2: would be crazy. Because they seem to
0: be like f- when we saw these two characters talking on the phone the last time, they were talking about Abby, right? And saying like she's not ready. Like they basically are aware of like stuff like behind that word that we that like on the surface we thought like oh they're not like Reynolds doesn't know about any of this right like, standard the right. boss doesn't know about all my side mystical right. dealings.
2: It's almost um, what what people wanted to happen with um who was Abby's boss in the last season, that woman... Was that
0: Ramirez or... Um, I always got her name wrong.
2: Uh, maybe it was Ramirez. I'm so sorry because season two is like a black hole for me. But um, she... It's like what people wanted her character to be, like somehow in on everything and she just kind of like fizzled out. So it would be so interesting to have that kind of storyline with Reynolds. And now, because we had Jack Walters like exchange this information and then shoot Nevins, I I... I guess, like, I don't know if you guys all assumed this, but I just had assumed this character, Jack Walters, was, like, Reynolds' FBI boss. But maybe he's not even his boss at all. He's just some, like, occult guy that he reports to for a completely different purpose that has nothing to do with the FBI.
0: Yeah. It was Reyes, by the way. Oh, Reyes. (laughs) Thank you, Chad.
2: Thank you. But he did meet him at home. So, like, you have to think about that, too. Like, I'm like, yeah, he hasn't... I did some... After that, I'm like, this is a good episode because it really made me think about that relationship, whereas before, I just assumed it was a work relationship and maybe it's just nothing to do with work.
0: Yeah. Um, You never know. Um, The People are saying maybe a Mason faction. That would be... Um, We talked about the Masons a little bit, but, like, I could see that coming up. Like, that's a major part of American history. Like yes. Or we think it is. like who and knows?
2: what if? and the thing is now we don't know if Jack Walters got this information because he's a good guy or because he's a bad guy. Like yeah.
0: I mean, so it's the coordinates of the nine sacred sites.
2: Yes which is we don't know what that is. So that's a whole <laughs> another interesting mystery.
0: Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of this this theory. I've talked about it on I don't know if I've talked about on this show, but I talked about it on other after shows. This this like theory that people have about the real world, like take it as what you will. It's just a just like a, an idea that there are a certain number of psychic power centers oh. around the globe one of uh-huh. them is in new orleans there's one in like this random town in south carolina
2: so they're like hellmouths,
0: uh, uh, basically <laughs> but more, more or less yes, yes. The, the, without the the crazy evil right, more but of with just like, like mystical energy more, yeah more of just like there's powerful psychic energy in these spots around the globe mm-hmm. for some reason it's more than other places um and the and i like that idea and like, the, like that, that could idea. be the nine sacred sites like sleepy hollow obviously is one right um but what what are the other areas that are dealing with this type of, like and that would are be there fascinating nine- because
2: then we could have our team like travel to different places like i would love to see our team in like new orleans and maybe ichabod had been to like there at some point or you know some other part like I like. I guess I did like when they when they had that brief travel um, to DC for the Bones crossover. Um, so I would like them.
0: What episode? I don't know what your.
2: <laughs> you blacked out the Bones crossover. Um, <laughs> there was a crossover.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, I yeah, like. Yeah, I yeah, I, yes,
2: I would yes. like to see them travel to different places and maybe Ichabod had been to some other places as well and yeah. can reminisce about that.
0: Um, well, like there the I get, uh... There's. I'm trying to think like what other things there are nine of. Like there's the nine realms. I'm thinking about Thor. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, but like that's a Norse mythology. It's not like we've ignored Norse mythology in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what other things there are nine but of. But
2: even if it's just something they made up for Sleepy Hollow, I'm just it. It piques my interest. Like yeah. these these relationships uh, again. The relationship with um, Abby and Jenny and their dad because we know. We know there has to be more going on there. You don't just put a character in here as the dad character to be like, "Well, I'm reconciling with you kids. Have a great time. Bye." Yeah. We know that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, and then I have more on that as I before I forget this idea, like, what if if there are nine secret sites and like Sleepy Hollow is one, and we have this team of witnesses like protecting it? What if like we do? It's like a last season of Buffy. Type thing where there's like nine, Slayers, s- that of, nine a, teams of witnesses yes, like around the globe. That
2: would be cool too. <laughs> and I we would just like get that. these
0: like weird pair ups, like who
2: the. F- or yeah, and you have people that are like like Ichabod resurrected from a different time period. So maybe you have like some like a samurai warrior that was resurrected, or like. Yeah you know you could have all these cool possibilities for these like teams like supernatural teams
0: oh my and they like the rule is one of them has to be like time displaced yes
2: yes <laughs> i love that i mean
0: that's a totally different direction for the show but i would so cheesy i would love i it.
2: would love that
0: uh yeah so let's let, well, let's talk about papa mills a little bit um, because, as you mentioned, like, yeah, this character is not just around to be around.
2: Right. I mean, you would never introduce, like, you would never <laughs> waste your time to hire an actor and, like, write the script and put him in there and everything if you didn't intend more for that character. So whether or not, like, we're going to find out that he has a supernatural background or even if he doesn't, I would even be pleasantly surprised if, like, because he's trying to build a relationship with his daughters, he tries to, like, edge his way into the team. Like I would be happy with that as well, but we know there's going to be something more going on. And to be honest, like I think, to me this is a real, a very realistic storyline because I I do have friends that it's like they, I I have a, I have a close friend who was like estranged with her dad for years, and then as an adult, um, struck up or like struck up a relationship with him, and it's like sometimes. You know, when you're when you're an adult, you look back in your life and you're like, I really messed up. Like I did these things like in my life and I can't take them back and I wish I could and I wish I could like mend these relationships or fix this thing in my past that I did wrong. Mm-hmm. And the best you can hope to do is like fix it from that point forward. Yeah. And so I saw that as um As a very, like, realistic thing to happen where I, like, that, this exact thing happened to a friend of mine where, like, her dad was like, I want to be a part of your life and reached out to her and she did, she did what the Mills' daughters are doing, which is, like, opened her heart and said, yes, okay, I want, I do want to build this relationship with you and get to know you and have you get to know me and, So that to me, I I love Sleepy Hall because it has these very bizarre elements where you're like, okay, this is totally unrealistic and awesome, but then it has the, you know, like we have Abby with these like crazy flashbacks happening and we know there's some kind of like symbol, um, which is the total supernatural element, but then we have the total humanistic element, the element where um, Abby and her sister are like at odds about should they build this relationship with this person and this person you know admits like i i couldn't deal with your mother's uh your mother's illness and i um i was drinking and i was a very not good person at the time and now i want to like reconcile that
0: yeah um i think it basically at the end of the day like you're right he is not just there to be there um i also think there's something with him being in the military yes um because they, we've
2: shown we yeah. we've shown that like with corbin and nevins they had these interactions with like the supernatural and then just to think i i love this thing that it's like ichabod was part of the revolutionary war and then we have a contemporary war going on that we've kind of like attached our characters to and we've had military characters so i i agree with you i think that there's something in it that he was in yeah the military. well just in this
0: episode like we had that whole gulf war plot line and right. then like this guy like i i think he i think the timeline is even that he would've been in the gulf war probably because yes. they were little kids and that was about 20 uh, five years ago
2: if abby like i'm in my mid 30s okay so if abby is is about my age which is what i'm assuming for yeah, like that's a, about an right. fbi agent my dad was in the gulf war at around the same time that her her dad would have been the gulf war so like to me mm-hmm. that timeline completely made sense
0: yeah i mean he could have easily been overseas like he did three tours he was there for a long time like right. i totally like i like that i like the way they handled this character because the idea that like he left not like because of like i just couldn't handle it anymore like no he left because like his wife was having some major mental problems and like Yes, that's not what he should have done. Right, but I could totally understand the perspective of thinking that it was that he was causing the problem and he needed to just step away to help her. It's not right. I but I totally. It's a very human response. I,
2: I mean, I could even also see the very human response of like this person because we know she had like mystical abilities, but to any outsider, it just looks like a person going crazy. And it's like if you like if all you see is a person being very difficult to deal with, like I could see him stepping away and being like, okay, I do want to do this thing where I go into the military to like, to like maybe provide for my daughters, but not have to be there with my wife because I can't hand, I can't, I'm not equipped to handle this. You know, I I think that's whether you're right. It's not right, but it's human. It's a very human response.
0: Yeah. Um, Speaking of Abby starting to lose her mind, or worrying about her mom losing her also, mind. Also,
2: that whole plotline is so fascinating to me because we know it has to be connected to that time that she was in the catacombs, as Matt Lieberman would say. Um, it, it has to be connected to that time that she was in the the hidden ones catacombs because she keeps having flashbacks to the where the sword, you know, the sword where she stuck the sword into the stone into the well and then traveled down and. Um, and then she keeps painting this symbol, and so it's that's so fascinating to me too because I'm like, is she possessed? Like, what happened that, um, that like, what happened there that is like reappearing like PTSD almost here? And we know she's been journaling, so I kind of feel like it's this weird parallel where, where maybe something's gonna come out in the journaling that she had just totally like repressed. From being in that time, uh, being in that space for a year.
0: Yeah, I mean that's true. Like we didn't see all of the time she spent down there. We saw like the a few days out of like the months and months that right. she was there. Um, I mean that she's been she's seeing the symbol like floating places, she's painting it into the wall, and she's like, You saved me, I'm yours.
2: Who? Who? Like, Who saved you?
0: i mean didn't ichabod like yeah um and i wish that i had more to like go on at this point like i mean just for conversation's sake like i like the pacing of like this hint like i didn't need more in this episode but yeah yeah i've got no idea i've got no idea who she could possibly be thanking. i don't
2: either and that's this is why i love this episode it's like it just opens up these like really wonderfully intriguing mysteries and now you're hooked like aside before I feel like I was hooked just because I love the characters not necessarily because I was enjoying the plot line so much but now I'm like I love these characters and I'm excited that they have something really cool to do right now which is solve all these mysteries
0: yeah oh, so many mysteries to solve there there is there's a ton there uh, one
2: mystery I have though is how did Nevins get Abby's number to like m- he like text her his location like meet me here and I'm like wait a minute what Buddies, like, why does he have her cell phone number? That is not okay.
0: I mean, he could have, at minimum, he could have just used the scarab to like torture somebody and get it.
2: That's true.
0: Um, but the thing
2: I, is, like, I I want to see because all we see is like the location and like meet me here. And I'm like, I want to see the message that went up to that. Like, is Nevins in your phone and you know it's Nevins, or if it's not, he's like, Hey, it's Nevins. Got your number from the scarab. Meet me at this location. <laughs> <Boop>. <laughs>
0: guy hey scarab gave me your number hope that's cool you should probably meet me here people are gonna die <laughs> Bye. um yeah and he like i i mean i think he's just a resourceful guy yeah. like he, he built a whole criminal network like i imagine he has one hacker and like he's been saying that like none of his contacts will like talk to him like we know that's probably not entirely true since pretty much everything he did in this episode was a lie yeah we do know that like randall martin had taken over for him or was How trying random to. was that
2: too? Like that that scene, like it was so great in the way that I did not expect Randall to die, and you're just like he's talking to you one one minute, and the next minute he's like gutted, and you're like what 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 what? <laughs> um, I I did think that there were going to be bigger things for that character, um, and I wasn't particularly attached to that character one way or another, but I was just like wow, that was a that was a shocking death because I just, yeah.
0: and that was a lot of money yeah a lot of money like millions and millions of dollars it was a coffin full of money
2: that i mean and that's a whole like it's like okay well what do they do with that money buy a house
0: (sighs) they could buy a lot of houses apparently buy
2: tons of houses (laughs) abby and or joe and jenny don't even have to move in with abby yeah they can just take that money and buy their own house they could
0: buy the next door and they could be neighbors yes yes You'll, you'll see, they'll, like, come outside and Ichabod's his eyes are just, like, poking up above the fence. Oh, like,
2: like the guy from... Um, like
0: Wilson. From Wilson, um, <laughs> like
2: Wilson, yeah.
0: Verily, <laughs> can I borrow your lawnmower? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like that.
0: <laughs> That's the sitcom version of the show. Um, all right, um, any other thoughts on this episode? My
2: only other thought was the wonderful um, Ichabee Fields at the beginning when he made her uh, a dinner. <laughs> but then she rejected it
0: yeah see all you it could be shippers like i don't I, the opera thing was a little funny and the charlie brown moment was cute um, I, there were
2: a lot of funny moments like the moment when they they give nevins the food and he's just like totally picking out on it and they're all staring at him though i love those little moments that lighten that lighten up sleepy hollow yeah
0: but it was scenes like this that i like i stand by my my non-ship of like it's cute between these two, but, like, I don't get a romantic vibe between the two of them. I
2: think part of... No, what, see, this is this is what I see. What I see is um, two characters that, like, have an interest in each other, but when you're... Sometimes when you're that close of friends, you just don't know how to go about it because you're like, okay, I, I feel this vibe, yeah. but I don't know, like if i can act on this vibe because i don't want to step over that bound and then now we got to be like we got to be the messengers and the chosen people together and then if i step on your toes then it's gonna be really awkward working with you from now on
0: i mean yes i and i've been there like i get that scenario i just like and like the dinner as a thing yes i see that that's sort of what's happening here i just the way the actors play off of each other just like as soon as they start talking i'm like that's not reading to me like with jenny and joe the instant they started talking together i'm like oh yeah there's there's fire between the two of these people like these two connect in a way in like a, just a visceral way i other like beyond just friends I don't... We, we shall agree
2: to disagree. <laughs> yes, we
0: will. Uh, and <laughs> I'm getting told, Zach is... In, the chat says, I am in denial. Somebody <laughs> just says, yuck, Zach. <laughs> like, everybody... Tra- like, I, we oh, shall go.
2: agree to disagree, yes, Mr. Wilson.
0: Uh, and, and so, I think with that, it is time for a trip to, to Sleepington Sleeping to Abbey. Abbey. This week on Sleepington Abbey... Mr. Crane and, uh, and team must tackle a, a monster from the ancient uh, Iraqi...
2: Mr. Nevins kept the scarab from that creature in his insides. It was most scandalous. Most
0: scandalous and horrifying, if I do say so myself.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) I heard that Miss Abby and Miss Jenny were both visiting their father, who has been much displaced throughout the years. Most Most scandalous. Most scandalous. Most scandalous
2: indeed. I clutched my pearls.
0: I heard that Mr. Reynolds was calling about to a mystery man whose identity is only vaguely known and his uh it is
2: And he may his. or may not be his person of employer.
0: Or may just be a secret lover for all that we know about his story.
2: <gasps> Most scandalous.
0: Most scandalous indeed. I would love for him okay. to be a secret
2: lover yeah, actually. That would, that would be that, awesome. It's like Reynolds is like, just kidding, Abby. I'm not interested in you at all. That this would, is my secret lover, Jack Walters. That would be a twist.
0: <laughs> twist! Um, all right, uh, with that, I think, uh, I think it's time for predictions. Yes. I went Australian there for a second.
2: <laughs> all right, matey, it's time <laughs> for predictions. That time, was a to terrible to, Australian accent. time to go down to terrible Australian. Time to
0: go down to sleeping to Nabby.
2: That was actually a very good Australian accent. You
0: do a little compared bit compared to mine, especially compared to our British. Let's be honest here. <laughs> All right, let's. Um, so next week, what we saw in the preview is very quick, but what we saw was uh, some like there's alchemy design. The, Ichabod's talking about alchemy designed to augment humanity, and then the weirdest, like, cheesiest like interaction that I've seen at least in a preview for this show because it's just. Ichabod going, oh my god! And then they turn around on what looks like a goat devil, like like this most ridiculous devil creature, and he just goes, "No, I'm the devil." <laughs> what? It 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 looked like a creature straight out of Buffy. <laughs> Like, I know that it's the third Buffy reference and people get a little tired of it, but like, I, it's also because like, I just got my girlfriend into watching Buffy. Thanks I to think her sister. So. You know
2: what's interesting though? It's like a lot of these shows today, when back in, the, back in the 90s, like, show these like kind of occult TV shows weren't very mainstream and they didn't have a lot of them. Yeah. And it's only because of shows like Buffy that shows today have these kind of things. And it's not, you know, we're not trying to say Sleepy Hollow is Buffy or Sleepy Hollow is like equal to Buffy or anything like that. It's just like this is a reference point.
0: It, it was mainly that the creature was talking. <laughs> like that's yeah. the thing. It's not that it was like that. cheap the the rubber stuff that week we saw and so much in Buffy. Well, but you're like,
2: right because Sleepy Hollow uh, the, the, monsters, the monsters, unless they're an actual like person, like we had that like kind of like Devil Woman. Um, with the hall, with Holly, (laughs) but you know, typically you're right. The The monsters on sleepy hollow. Yeah. The succubus. Typically they don't talk. And if they do talk, they, it's kind of like this garbled, like, over yeah. to yeah like, like it's one of you those where understand. like you have to listen
0: you're like what did you say
2: which is what's you're right which is what's great about the sleepy hollow because it makes it feel scarier
0: yeah because like this the, if this creature had talked it wouldn't have been so scary it right. was that he was just like a blind monster who was like sending blood flying everywhere um and then had a convenient way to stop him when you shoot him i in didn't see the preview
2: Barton. how did he talk though was it like a scary talk voice or was like hey i'm satan
0: you know i only watched it once it wasn't it wasn't (laughs) that but it wasn't like deep and like creepy mysterious it was just like
2: because even that girl who was pretending to be abby in in that in that episode we had um where he he thinks that like that woman is abby like the ghost woman that's trapped um we she had a voice but it was kind of like a an like a scary voice like an ethereal kind of voice yeah
0: um going forward i think at this point like that as far as the the nine sacred sites like like i guess i i this is a big swing but i think we're gonna get like other like areas and like other things that are like sleepy hollow that we never realized were going on that there is like hell like that place is gonna come to earth um via these nine places and uh, i think i know we're thinking that this jack Walters guy is evil i feel like we're gonna be on his side by the end of the season
2: I, I mean, I feel like we're gonna start to figure out like exactly what's going on with Reynolds and Jack Walters and how much they know or don't know about the supernatural,
0: yeah. It'll be interesting to see. All right guys, I think that's going to do it for Sleepy Hollow here at Afterbuzz TV. Thanks for thank checking you, us
2: sir- out instead of the Oscars. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and, uh, thank you to the, all of you who joined yeah, us live. That's great. Um yeah, thank you. I'm going to do some quick shots to the people I can see. Thank you uh Boo, uh, thank you Ren Einsburn, Fantasy Stats Guru, DJ Nat, Eric Golan, Cadet Pink brilliant, fantastic, Geronimo, Sherry Paul, Tina Terrell, uh, Stephanie Place, Portia Reynolds, Matt Milner, all you guys. Samantha Boss, thank you so much for joining us. If I missed you guys in the chat it's just because there's so many of you, and you're so fantastic. Um, but we'll be sure to shout you out in the next one. And like I said, go on, uh, like we said before, go on to iTunes, hit us with a review, and when my computer can load them more effectively, I will have them to shout you guys out. So we'll do that next week. Uh, so until then, Jackie, where can everyone keep up with you?
2: Uh, my website, 123 com. That's where my Twitter, Instagram, and blog are.
0: Alright, and you guys... Can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at that Zach Wilson, T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. And we'll hear it here at after Buzz on a ton of shows. Better Call Saul is going into its third episode this week. It's going to be a blast. Uh, we've got Agent Carter finale this week, and we just earlier tonight did a special Daredevil trailer breakdown in anticipation for season two. It was a bo- it was a blast. Um, so guys, there's a lot of places you can find us here. Tons of shows, guys. I'm Zach Wilson. And thanks for geeking out with us.